This is the Purpose Podcast, episode 13. You're listening to The Purpose Podcast, where our goal is to help you grow through inspirational stories from amazing people who live and work all around the world. For more information about the interviews you're hearing, please visit thepurposepodcast.com. And now, here's your host, Brian Gay. All right, and welcome everybody to The Purpose Podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, we do have a great show in store for you. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking with Derek Allen from Miami, Florida. And so the music is very appropriate today, I think. But I uh, do want to just make a couple of quick announcements. Of course, as always, be sure to visit www.thepurposepodcast.com. That's www.thepurpose.com. And you'll be able to find all of our show notes there, uh, links, uh, interesting links that we mentioned in the episode Uh, Some that may not be mentioned that will just pop up unexpectedly. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Sarah today. Sarah has been uh, helping with all of that, the production of the show notes and the links. But also today she put in a a very, very extra mile effort on this episode. See, we had um, some really unexpected problems with the recording uh, after after the phone call had completed. I went back and listened to it and was just devastated to hear that there was a lot of it that uh, that was just unusable, completely unusable. So thankfully we were able to recover and Sarah spent I have no idea how many countless hours working on uh, trying to get it back to a usable product that we could then put out to you guys. So huge thank you to you, Sarah. I really, really appreciate all the hard work that you've put into this. Uh, we have had some very creative editing, and uh, and uh, um, hopefully that you won't hear any of it because uh, she did such a great job. So uh, thank you again. Again, be sure to visit www.thepurpose.com podcast.com. Also, you can uh, find a lot of information at our GIC website, www.gic2017.com. And uh, we'll be getting a lot more information up there in the days ahead as we move closer to our dates of February 15th through the 19th, 2017. With all that said, I'm uh, really looking forward and I hope you'll enjoy this call with Derek Allen. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We're so excited to have Derek on the line. Uh, welcome to the podcast, buddy. We're so glad to hear you could be here with us. And I think I'd just like to start by talking about where is it that you serve? We have the, the wonderful privilege of, uh, of serving in a beautiful place like Miami. I love it. And uh, it is a beautiful place indeed. I was so glad to, to get to, to visit with you not too long ago. But you don't have an accent of a Miami Floridian um, so where, where, where did you grow up? Yeah, my accent is not a Miami accent for sure. Uh, my, my accent is for, for those with real distinguished ears, they'll, they'll know that it's not just an Alabama accent, but a North Alabama accent. So my accent is, is compliments of Etowah County, Alabama, the Gadsden area. I really actually grew up outside of Gadsden. Uh, there's a little town called Atala, and I really grew up outside of Atala in a really little community called Littleton, Alabama. Uh, very few people actually know where that is, but some of your listeners probably do since uh, since they're Alabamians themselves. Littleton, Alabama. I like yeah. it. <laughs> and it uh, so it's a little town outside of Atala, outside of Gadsden, in Nettawa yeah. County in northern Alabama, and that's what distinguishes your accent. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. It's <laughs> very specific to that area. That's awesome. So did you did you grow up there basically your whole life? I did, yeah. I was born and raised there, uh, went to school, uh, elementary, middle, and high school there, and uh, lived there, you know, all my life. Uh, really 
moved around a little bit after after I graduated high school for college and things like that, and then I served as a youth pastor in uh, in uh, South Georgia for about a year and a half, a couple of years. Uh, but other than that, really just lived in North Alabama, that same Etowah County area. Um, just prior to moving to Miami, uh, my family and I moved, uh, lived in Warrior, Alabama, just north of Birmingham, actually Hayden, again, Warrior being a suburb of Birmingham, and then Hayden being a suburb of Warrior, and we didn't even really live inside the city limits of Hayden, so we we just kind of, we're country people, you know what I mean? Wow, and, and that's, yeah, to me that's really interesting, because you went from being a country boy to Man, you're not living in the country anymore down in Miami, Florida. That is no, anything but. Yeah. Well, the um, well, let's got us there a little bit. So, like, where where did you go to college? I went to uh, I, I did two years at Auburn, and so that's where my my allegiances are. In case uh, anybody's wondering, and my my <laughs> wife is a graduate of Auburn, and then uh, graduated from Jacksonville State uh, up in Northeast Alabama. Uh, that's okay. where I, where I did my undergrad work. Uh, went to seminary at the New Orleans Extension in Birmingham, and so I'm very, uh, very thankful for the, the extension system, and I uh, did, did my doctoral work at uh, Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, and you finished that, so you are a doctor, Derek Allen? I, I am finished, done, yes, uh, finished right. that uh, back in 2011. One uh, kind of fun fact is that uh, your pastor, Jay Wolf, I actually right. uh, cited him his dissertation or his his DMIN project is actually cited in my dissertation. So, uh, so before I ever knew uh, any, much about the church or anything about Jay, I came across his work in my research and just loved it and loved hearing about your church and the decision to stay downtown and to reach a downtown area and uh, really uh, all that figured prominently in my own research. Isn't that cool? That's really neat. Yeah. So, so now did you did you know your whole life that you were kind of headed into ministry or when when did that decision kind of take place? Uh, I knew really from a very early age that that uh, God was gonna was calling me to ministry. Uh, I think I started getting kind of the first little hints or clues when I was about fourteen years old. Um, took me a, a couple of years to process that to understand what that looked like, and then just to really get a really clear call uh, to ministry. Kind of a culmination of a couple of years worth of praying and studying and talking and that kind of thing. Uh, so, so I announced a call to ministry when I was 16, and so I never really had to guess, like, well, am I going to go to law school or medical school or anything like that? I just, I knew ministry was the was the path for me um, from the time I was a uh, middle teenager. So, what what did you study in college? Was it was it ministry related or? Uh, no, actually, I studied psychology. I I wanted to have I don't even know why. I mean, you know, I was 18 years old, 17 years old when I was making these decisions. But I, I really just wanted to have a some kind of, of secular degree that that would uh, instead of going the Bible college route. I'm not against that at all, but I just kind of wanted to have an understanding of the way the secular world thinks. Mm-hmm. So um, so I just and I also thought, well, if I'm maybe I'm a missionary overseas, I need some some kind of degree that will help get my foot in the door, maybe for, for that kind of thing. Uh, so I, I really uh, was torn between engineering and psychology. Always loved math and was good at it, uh, but psychology seemed like more applicable to ministry. So, um, so that's what I got my undergrad in. That's really cool. So, and then after, so after college and and like I guess while you were working on your on your doctorate and all, you were doing youth ministry. You mentioned that you were doing that in South Georgia. Was that kind of the path that you took initially? 
Uh, yeah, I started actually started doing youth ministry before I had a driver's license. Our uh, <laughs> our, ch- our church did not. Our, we lost our pastor who had also been serving as our youth minister, and so of course you know the church is focused on finding a pastor, and so the youth ministry really kind of took a uh, back seat to everything. So I just started kind of gathering everybody on the basketball court and um, and started leading a, a Bible study there, and then approached the the deacons of the church at the time and said, Hey, could I put it together a youth council so we could have something, you know, for our, for our youth. And, uh, so I really, I think I was 15. I know I didn't have a driver's license yet. And that kind of started me down the youth ministry path for the next several years. But I never, I never really saw myself, um, as a lifelong youth minister. I, I, I'm kind of, I was always kind of jealous of those guys that just knew, hey, this is, I'm a youth minister. I'm going to be a youth minister until I'm 75. Uh, I, I didn't really have that sense. I just knew I was called to preach and teach the word and make disciples. And so that I was doing that wherever I could in whatever capacity I could. And I had some really good years in youth ministry, really just loved um, kind of cutting my teeth on teaching, preaching, and, uh, and learning how to, to make disciples with, uh, with, with teenagers. That's awesome. And, and I know that that helps you now because you can relate to, to that age group. And, and, and frankly, it probably makes you a pretty fun uh, pastor also because <laughs> youth <laughs> ministers can be a lot of fun. Um, the, so what, what guided you then to, to Miami? We had written a blank check. Too. We had said, we'll go anywhere. We'll, go, we'll, we'll plant in Afghanistan. We'll plant in Atlanta. We'll plant anywhere. There's nowhere we won't go. And so we, we just want to know, Lord, that, that we're in the place you want us to be. And so we tried to make a list of any city that we felt any kind of, of draw to or anything like that. And so Miami made the list. And then as we started doing the research on the need here, the unbelievable need and how unchurched Miami was, that really sealed the deal for us. Uh, we, we found out that it was on par with places like New York and Seattle, uh, that it is one of the most unchurched um, cities not only in, in North America but but around the world, and that just really that did it for us. We we wanted to be in a place where the the work was yes going to be hard, but it was also going to be fruitful for the kingdom, and uh, that any little light we could bring, if we bring just a small amount of light of the gospel, uh, just our family living in the city would make would make a big difference. That's where we wanted to be, and, and that's what we found Miami uh, to be in our research. That's really cool. Well, I know that you have a uh, a really unique church there that you've planted in these last three years or so. Um, I, I'm just curious, you know, how how would you describe um, like a Sunday there at Christ Center Church? Well, uh, Sunday, <laughs> you know, there's a song. It's easy like Sunday mornings. Yeah, uh, you know that song. I don't think I do, Derek. I, I didn't grow up in the country like you. I grew up in Mexico City. So. Well, you, well, you need to Google it. It's uh, it's easy like Sunday morning. I have no idea what the song is actually about, but I know the guy that wrote that song is not a church planter because there's nothing easy about Sunday mornings. Uh, they start they start very early for us, and uh, and we we started. The building opens at 745 or we would be there earlier. We start setting everything up at 745. And then uh, so we're we're there. And as we're there, just all the volunteers are kind of coming in to set up teams and the the guys that that help us with our music. And so people are kind of coming in. So it's a very kind of like um, uh, exciting, uh, family oriented. Everybody's glad to see each other kind of thing. And, And really, 
uh, from the diversity perspective, uh, it's diverse from the very from those very early moments. So our setup team, uh, all the way to uh, to our worship services, are very diverse. But it, there's just really not a sense of oh well, there come the Haitians and and here are the Cubans and here are the Colombians. There's really such a sense of family and unity in Christ that really. None of, we don't even really see that from the inside looking out. We're, we're reminded of it most when people visit and they're they're shocked at the diversity that's there. Uh, so so about 7:45 we started loading the trailer and setting everything up, and uh, the setup process goes until about 10 o'clock. And by and and where are you doing that by the way? You're doing it at university, right? Yes, uh, Florida International University. They have yeah. uh, they have a, a campus. They're a huge university, 60,000 students. But they have a north campus uh, that meets um, that's a smaller kind of has like a community college feel to it. So we meet in uh, one of their buildings there in their theater there. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a great, great venue. I, I promise you most church planners would be very jealous of the venue that we get to meet in. Uh, we're very thankful for it. So uh, but we have to, have to do some setup with it. And uh, and so we, we finished that around uh, really around 930 or so. We, we, we walk through our services, sound check, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, at 10 o'clock, uh, we start. We have a prayer time uh, where we just pray over the, the place. And then at 10.15, we have a volunteer gathering um, where we try to pull all of our volunteers in, make sure everybody knows what they need, and kind of celebrate together and, and that kind of thing, pray together. Um, then our, our service starts at 11. And, and I, re- I know you didn't really ask about our schedule, but I'm going through this because I want you to kind of get the picture that probably about – 10:45. Miami's a late city, so so our early comers come at about 10:45, 10:50. People will start kind of making their way in, and it's just it's people of all ages. Um, we have, you know, you think as a church plant, well, we're going to reach a lot of young people. Um, we we wanted to reach whoever would come. That was our target. So uh, uh, and so we reached uh, we've reached a lot of older people, a lot of younger people. So we have a really good mix of ages. Um, and, and they start coming in, and then the diversity is incredible. We have a lot of Haitians. I, I typically tell people we're about uh, we're a church of thirds. About a third of our church attendees will be Haitian. Uh, about a third, or some kind of Caribbean American. Uh, about a third of our church attendees will be Hispanic, um, and that that includes um, Cubans and Colombians and Venezuelans and uh, Nicaraguans. So it's not just, you know, it's not just Hispanics painting with a broad brush. They all have their own cultural identities. They all have their own kind of dialects, you know, this, uh, dialects of, of Spanish. Um, and so everybody, uh, you know, kind of jokes about the Cubans here that they have their very own language. It's, it's barely even recognizable as Spanish. Um, and so there's, uh, there's that kind of thing. And then about a third of our congregation will be some form of Anglo-European, descent and uh, that's that that's not just um, cultural southern people which we do draw we we tend to be a magnet for people who are displaced from the cultural south and they like to hear accent and people who know what uh fried okra and sweet tea are they they kind of find a home with us uh but we also have a lot of europeans a lot of eastern europeans uh we have some some folks um that come from places like Malta and the Netherlands. And so it's a very, very diverse uh, group of people. It's really fantastic uh, to, to see. So that's kind of, then we have our worship service, uh, 11 to 12, 15, and then we take a break and we have another service at 1230. That's where the latecomers come in. So a lot of the college students that live on campus, they'll make our 1230 service and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get to sleep in and come to church at the same time. 
I love it. And it really is. I mean, I think you're right. I think many church planners would be really jealous of the venue that you have. Uh, when I got to visit with you this summer, it was, uh, it's just really, really neat. I know a lot of our high school students that, that maybe went on a choir tour there, uh, not too long ago, they, they'll also be able to attest to that. It's just a really cool place. And now that you're in the theater, um, that is just, it, it's, it's neat. It's cool. Hey, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned volunteer teams coming in and visiting you and that they're, they're usually the ones that recognize the diversity more than, than you guys do. Um, you know, how important have mission teams been in, in your strategy to reach out? Well, uh, I, I cannot say enough about that. So I'm really glad you asked me that question because we, we kind of had to make a decision early on as a church. Um, are we going to really incorporate mission teams are we are we not going to really have mission teams because you know it's a lot of planning and that kind of thing that goes into it uh, but we just we really decided okay we prayed that God would send people to help us here are all these people who are willing to come help us how can we how can we turn these people away uh, so we just kind of adapted our strategy to include a heavy emphasis on mission teams oh man that's so wise i think that's really a, a great thing to do is just to focus on those mission teams and of course our teams have been able to to benefit from that greatly so we really appreciate that so derek we were talking earlier and you were sharing with me how one of your biggest prayer requests is uh the baby which is coming due pretty soon and so uh i know that that's certainly something that we want to be praying for but how else can we be praying for you guys during these days really pray for wisdom uh, and then pray for favor for our church in the city. Well, and just to get that date right, so the baby is expected May in 2017? May the 2nd, uh, 2017, yes. All right, very cool, man. Well, those are big prayer requests, and we definitely want to be lifting those up. Um, hey, I just have uh, really uh, two more questions for you. One, uh, how can people contact you? What's the best way to get a hold of you or find out more about uh, the church and the ministry there? Uh, they can give me a call or text, uh, 305 305- Four nine five zero two nine three, or they can. You're, you're welcome to share my contact information uh, as well if they if they contact you. Uh, they can also email me, uh, Derek. That's D E R E K at C two the letter C the number two church dot org. Uh, and of course, they can go to our website, which is C two church dot org, and find out more about us. Uh, those are the best ways. Look me up on Facebook. You can do that as well. Uh, I'm relatively active on Facebook. Maybe every couple of days I'm on there. So, uh, so any of those ways would be glad to uh, to connect with people. All right. So the, that that's great. So we'll we'll definitely be looking for you in those places. Uh, and thank you. Uh, the the phone number, just to clarify, that is your church phone number that's out there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, just the last question. Then, of course, we're calling this the Purpose Podcast. And so I always like to close with this question when I can. But Derek, what is your purpose? What is my purpose? Wow, my purpose uh, is to glorify God by preaching and teaching His Word, making disciples, and leading other people to live missional lives. That is my my life purpose. Um, so I developed that when I was in college, and then um, have have edited it along the way. And I thank the Lord that He has given me an opportunity to do that every single day here. Um, so that's that's why I exist. That's awesome. Derek, thank you so much for, for joining me, my friend. This has been a lot of fun. I know there's probably so much more that we could go into. We may have to schedule a part two one day, but um, but we are so looking forward to having you for our GIC in February. And, uh, man, just hope uh, everything goes really well for you guys right now as, uh, as you keep moving forward. 
All right, Brian, good to talk to you. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Thanks for listening to The Purpose Podcast. For more information, please visit thepurposepodcast.com.